Welcome to Conversations. And now, from Los Angeles, here is your host, Mike Dowler. Thank you, Sean, from Los Angeles. I'm Mike Dowler, and welcome to Conversations Radio. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram at Conversations Radio, and um, you are. We'll talk about that in a bit. Wow. Hey, on uh, Twitter, we're at Converse Radio. That's like the shoe without the E. Clever, right? At Converse Radio. And according on Facebook, we are simply Conversations, the podcast. If you like what you hear, drop me a line, conversationspod at gmail.com. And again, you have <laughs> in a big way on this. We'll talk about that in a sec. Hey, um, all of our podcasts, all soon to be 103, are on Apple Podcasts. So you can go to the iTunes store and search Conversations Radio and voila, all episodes tucked in quite nicely for your listening pleasure. So go ahead and check those out. We're also on Podbean and Google Podcasts. So if you Google Conversations Radio and the guest's name, it comes up everywhere. So it's really weird. Places I didn't know. But again, uh, thanks for listening tonight. We are live and we got uh, a fantastic guest tonight. We're going to be talking to Emma Berman from Luca. That's the new Pixar film that's out. She plays Julia Marcovaldo. We're going to my Italian accent. We'll be talking to her in just a second. She's in the San Francisco Bay Area. My co-host is going to be Taylor Page Henderson. She's known for her role as Earwig in Earwig and the Witch. We'll talk to them in just one second. Episode 102, I want to thank Riley Alice Rocky and her dad, Carlos Alice Rocky. Carlos is known as the Taco Bell Chihuahua. Yo quiero Taco Bell. Um, he's also done um, F is for Family. He's done Fairly Odd Parents, the Casa Grandes. He was in Disney Plains. And he's a regular on Reno 911. His daughter, Riley, is now the voice of Rock Talk on Nickelodeon's Star Trek Prodigy. That'll be showing on uh, Paramount Plus, coming soon. Waiting for a date on that. And she's done a lot of stuff uh, as well, voiceover stuff. Summertime Island, Doug Unplugged, Doc McStuffins, and more. So again, a voiceover family. And just, just another example of the wonderful voiceover community here in Southern California. And uh, Carlos... You know, worked in the Bay Area as well, so uh, he's um, definitely connected. But uh, some great voiceover shows. You folks have spoken. You like those shows, and I'll do more of those, I promise. My co-host, Taylor Page Henderson, voiceover artist, actress. You know her as Earwig and Earwig and the Witch. And she's also got a phenomenal musical theater background, too. I mean, Matilda, Fun Home, Irving Berlin's White Christmas, and she also booked the role of Allie in Sarah Silverman's The Bedwetter. Hopefully that'll come through. That kind of um, happened when the pandemic reared its head. And she's also appeared in Annie in the uh, Sacramento area. And on TV, you've seen her on Evil Lives Here. She's working. Working actress, working VO, and again, her big role as Irrigant the Witch. Uh, phenomenal film. I love it. I've watched it again and again many times. Phenomenal. Want to bring her in from uh, Connecticut, from the East Coast today. She's usually in um, Texas or L.A. or New York, but today she's uh, on the East Coast. So hello to Taylor Page Henderson. Taylor. Hi. How so are you? Welcome back to Conversations Radio. And it's really cool because you guys actually know each other. Yes. Which is kind of cool. You follow each other back and forth. You watched her film. She's watched your films. And you guys are just watching each other's films. It's great. 
Yeah. So um, again, <laughs> how you been? What have you been up to? Oh my gosh, auditions like every day, which is great. I love that. Like the audition is the job until you book the job. So I'm just so grateful for everything that I have. Like I've come this far, so I'm just I'm excited. Yeah, well, you were last on in February, and I believe yes. uh, Earwig had not come out. It was like the, I think it was like the day before. Yeah. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it came out on HBO Max. Yes. It came out in theaters on February 3rd, and then a few weeks later it came out on HBO Max, and right. then it came out on on disc, on video. Yeah, and it's also yeah. on, I think, Amazon Prime as well, or one of those. Yes. Uh, and again, theaters in, in Texas at that time, they were wide open. And uh, yeah. California, at, at that point, they were not open. So, And again, New York as well. But you uh, had a premiere? You signed autographs? Well, we did not have a premiere because COVID was still kind of you crazy. Did, but you did a even re- like just months ago. So, but at the movie theater, people did want me to sign autographs. So it was really fun. That's cool. You want to do more voiceover, obviously? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. One of the best experiences I've ever had. Exactly. And how's your summer so far? Good. Yeah. Um, it's... Definitely last summer was so crazy because of COVID. And the yeah. summer before that, summer 2019, was like I had no time for anything. Right. But this summer, I've definitely had time for friends and auditions. Like, it's 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 a good balance. Speaking of musical theater and musicals and stuff, uh, have you gone to see In the Heights yet? Yes. my I saw it with my whole family. Amazing. It was so fun. It was so, so good. It's amazing. Like, so good. Yeah. I I knew some of the kids in it. I also follow them too. So. Oh, cool! Yeah. I don't want to give anything away, but the um, Arbuella scene with the candles where they were singing, I just I just lost it. I was like, you know, a lot of moments in that film, two hours and twenty minutes, but it's well worth it. We saw it on the TV and on the same day and saw it on the big screen. It was phenomenal. So very very cool. So just food for thought. I'm glad you got went to see it for sure. Lin Manuel yeah. is he's amazing for sure. So much good stuff out there now, and theaters are opening up. Unfortunately, our guest's film is not in theaters, but it's on Disney Plus, and it's coming to uh, Blu-ray, I believe, uh, in August. So let's go ahead and bring her in, and again, you guys know each other. Our guest tonight is going to be Emma Berman. Emma Berman's an actress and voiceover artist from San Francisco. And, um, you know, I stay ahead of the, what's going on, you know, as far as films and, and whatnot, and I posted a poster of Luca on Instagram and also on you know, social media, almost immediately I started getting an email. Are you going to have them on? Are we going to hear more about Luca? Are the actors coming on? So I'm like, whoa. <laughs> and I mean, yeah. I'm talking a lot of email. The, the interest is amazing in this film, and, and rightly so. It's wonderful. I'm one of those, yeah. I'm one of those that cried. So, <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah. But uh, Emma Berman, again, plays the role of Julia Marcavaldo. And Julia, you know, really, you gotta love her tenacity. You know, we underdogs have to look out for each other, right? What's under the dogs? Underdogs. You know, kids who are different, dressed weird, or a little sweatier than average. Uh, too much? Just a little too much. But again, uh, Julia pretty much runs the show. Hey, uh, Julia? Julia. My name is Julia. You hear that attitude? I love that. Julia. My name is Julia. I love it. The uh, the movie is just, it's a hit. 
and um, she really makes it. She's the pride of Poderoso, just an amazing voiceover talent, and she booked this off a cell phone, (laughs) which is crazy. Uh, Just wonderful. A big hello to Emma Berman. Emma! Hi! I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for that wonderful intro. (laughs) Welcome to Conversations Radio. Julia! My name is Julia. I love it. I just, I love that. The attitude, <laughs> I mean, the attitude when you, were, when you when you said that line, it's like, excuse me, you know, <laughs> get it right. <laughs> Welcome to Conversations Radio. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Your life uh, really took a turn late um, 2019. We'll talk about that for sure because uh, Luca, again, now out on Disney+. Plus. Coming yeah. to Blu-ray. I'm so jealous because you guys had your premiere at the El Capitan Theater in Hollywood, which yes. is beautiful. How was it seen on the screen? Oh, my God. I, I was, like, crying. It was the craziest thing ever. I mean, I remember the first time that uh, Pixar, like, sent me the link so I could watch it at home. I was all cut up with my cat and me, my mom, and my brother, and my dad, and my grandma. We were all hugging each other tightly and sitting in the bed, and we were watching the movie. It was, like, I, I just couldn't believe it. It was so crazy i i was just like speechless i couldn't even like talk or think for the next like hours because after watching that film and hearing my voice coming out of julia on the screen for the first time (laughs) that was crazy (laughs) but you had that you had that blue carpet premiere which is great and of course the el capitan beautiful did they play the organ when you were there um, I think they did. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure. They might have. Well, before, um, before they showed the movie, there were these like uh, hundreds of curtains going up with sparkles yeah. and glitter. And then there was a golden carpet, I mean, curtain, and then there was more glitter. It was so fun. <laughs> it's very, very, um, very iconic, that theater. I think yeah. Disney, actually, Disney actually owns it. Taylor, you been to the El Capitan Theater? I mm, have I? In Hollywood? I don't, I don't know. I went to LA not long ago and maybe I have. Yeah. I don't (laughs) It's, it's, it's one theater. It's not 20 theaters in one building. It's, it's, it's old school. There's a Wurlitzer organ there, which is beautiful. I met a guy several years ago. He, uh, tends bar during the day and the night after all the movies are done at the El Capitan. He goes there and tunes the organ. The organ is so old that they got to retune it every single night. After performances. So that's his, uh, it's kind of like a Phantom of the Opera kind of thing, kind of vibe. But um, um, I digress. Again, Bunny Trails is just a conversation. The, the good news is, Luca, a hit, Emma. It's a hit. It, it's crazy to think. It's like, I think it was the number one in America. And that's crazy to think that I'm voicing a character in that film. It's just, I, I couldn't believe it. I was so grateful. And I am so grateful. I'm so honored. It's, it's crazy. And you've got product placement everywhere back there. She's, she, oh, she's yeah. all for, set. For all my interviews and conversations, I, I have this wall of Luca stickers behind me. And I have a Julia Funko Pop, a Silencio Bruno book, a Luca poster that I just got today. It's <laughs> Now, let me, let me ask you when, you, when you go to bed at night, have you had any dreams about the movie? I have not. That would okay. be really fun. Could, <laughs> could you imagine, like, closing your eyes and then you wake up, there's, like, a Machiavelli right in your face? That would be so funny to be transported into, like, a different reality or going to the film. That would be really fun. I wish I had a dream that like that. Taylor, any of your dreams? dreams? I have not. Okay. Now, unlike um, Luca, I think it would be kind of creepy to have an e-rig dream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but... 
No. I've had a Matilda dream oh. and an Annie dream. Oh, wow. Yeah. Everyone's had a dream. I think I've heard that like a lot of actors get this is that you have an opening night of a show and you don't know any of your lines. I had that dream. It's traumatizing. Oh. <laughs> Dreams. God. And that happens. That happens. I mean, you know, it does. But you recover. I mean, it's, it's happened to you, Taylor. It's, uh, I, I don't know how you forget lines when you're doing voiceover, but uh, I guess you can. Exactly. I, you know. Um, sometimes you can. Like, uh, I remember so, uh, sometimes I'm like, okay, I've, I've done this, line it up, I'm confident, I got it, and then I stumble halfway through. It's like, why didn't you look at the paper, Emma? It's right in front of you. You don't have to memorize it. <laughs> well, well, again, you, you had a very good uh, teacher. I want to say hi to Bettina Devon as well, a, a well-known uh, vocal coach and actress in San Francisco. You and her are a good combination. How did you guys meet? I think me and my mom were like scrolling through people's resumes and we found her. Wow. <laughs> we just happened to stumble upon some person's resume. And we're like, oh, Bettina Devon, voiceover coach. Okay, let's let's look into her. That's how we found her. Well, the stars were aligned because, again, she uh, she knows – her stuff, uh, both VO acting and musically as well. And, oh yeah, she's uh, an incredible coach. And uh, I'm sure she knows her Italian food as well. It's all <laughs> about the pasta. You're from San Francisco, born and raised. Yes, I was born and raised in San Francisco, but I recently moved near Sacramento, so I live in El Dorado Hills now. Well, the good news is um, no more fog. <laughs> exactly i mean i i know some parts of san francisco don't have as much fog but some days i would literally wake up and i couldn't see out my window and i i had this ginormous uh window i could see like the whole san francisco was gorgeous and like sometimes it was literally i was in a cloud it was just white i couldn't see anything if i like squinted i could see tiny little pieces of some building it, it was so foggy it was kind of like sad <laughs> how foggy it was and then now um i moved here to el dorado hills and literally last weekend it was like 111 degrees wow. it's so different <laughs> and you guys had you guys had a quake close by you didn't feel the earthquake I didn't. I usually sleep through earthquakes. I don't no. even know if it was it was during the day or at night, but I don't think I've ever felt an earthquake in my life because I always sleep through them. My mom was like, did you hear, did you uh, feel that earthquake last night? I was like, huh, there was an earthquake? When did that happen? <laughs> well, you're, you're lucky you didn't feel it. Less, less stress, <laughs> for sure. Well, yeah, so again, again, growing up in San Francisco, and early on, you uh, got involved doing, I guess, stage shows at school. And then that led to musical theater. So tell us about that process. Yeah. Well, like I got into acting through theater. So um, really the passion, like the started, the spark grew inside of me when um, through school plays. I was, I always, I remember there was this one moment we were casting for the play. Now it was for the school play. Like they didn't have auditions for anything. It's like, who wants to be this character? And then, so the teacher asked, who wants to be the main character for the show? And I was the only one who raised my hand. Like nobody else wanted to be, have any lines or have any solos or anything i was just so into that theater stuff <laughs> that's how i got my start really and so i was always really interested in musical theater and so i started um i told my mom you know like i want to take classes i want to learn more about acting theater i want to be in movies I, I just want to be an actor i told her that i was so passionate about that and so we were uh going to a ton of classes i was doing dance classes and acting classes and singing classes i was really into the theater world and then 
Um, at one of those classes, acting class, I went, there was a scout for the Stars Agency, which is who, what, who I'm with now. I'm with Stars, sure. the agency in San Francisco. And one of the, the teachers of one of the classes I went to was a scout for them. And so I signed with Stars when I was a nine, nine years old. And wow. I got my first job. I was nine years old for Leapfrog. I voiced a toy for Leapfrog. And after I did that one toy, they kept on calling me back to do like six more toys. And I, I that's really how I got into voiceover is I got just the addition from Stars, And I, um, I started with Leapfrog toys. And then I did like some Playmates toys, some Spin Master toys, um, an LOL Live Surprise toy I did. <laughs> it was, um, <laughs> I was doing my uh, voiceover through that. And then... Um, well, all through that, I was doing lots of theater tunes. So I was, I did Annie and I did a Christmas Carol at the ACT for two years in a row. I did uh, Gypsy and I did a ton of um, theater productions. I did Music Man. And the, the day that was our opening night for The Sound of Music, we had an opening clopening. So a closing night and an opening night at the uh, same day. We only got one show in because COVID started. And that uh, was like... The end of that but what's so funny that day was so eventful for me there were three things that happened on that day um it was the clopening of sound of music um my school announced that they would be closed and that we would be online and i also got the part of julia on that same day wow. so i had a zoom call with enrica and andrea the director and the producer and they told me that i got the part of julia and then it was so it was so eventful i don't know how i did it it was a really eventful day <laughs> Well, again, it all worked out for you. And again, the COVID thing kind of just put everything on a hold. Um, yeah. And ACT, uh, I grew up in San Francisco, you know, 60s and 70s. I left because of the fog as well, too. Um, <laughs> Very but, depressing uh, at times. <laughs> ACT, well-known. Yeah. Well, well-known. Great productions. And the arts in general in the Bay Area are alive and well. And I'm glad to hear that, uh, you know, things are opening up. Taylor, it's kind of like your story, how you got started. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I started acting when I was five. Which oh, wow. Five's the magic yeah. number. We talked about this. Everyone it starts is. at five. Yeah. I know. Go ahead. I started dancing when I was like two. But oh. so I started acting at our community theater in my small town um, in Texas. And like, that's when kind of like Emma, that's like the spark that started inside of me. And so... I was maybe 10 and I was like, I want to do more. I want to do more. That's not in a small town. And so um, bigger cities in Texas have like regional theaters. So I started doing things in San Antonio um, and then I got the Bedwetter and then I got Annie and then I got Earwig and there's more that like, I can't really say right now, but yeah, I mean, it was just it. And all once I did Matilda after that, it just, was smooth sailing like rolling in and i love that by the way when you ask like what do you got coming coming up they go oh i can't talk about it you know, it's like it's like <laughs> I, it's like i'd have to kill you if i told you so but i, and I love that that's great because when it when it finally does come out it's like wow why didn't yeah. you tell me well you couldn't so <laughs> very good but um yeah i mean that's how it starts and, and you also do you dance as well taylor you do ballet and stuff too yeah. so yes. so you're involved uh, any dancing in emma at all that I can move. Okay. <laughs> That's how I characterize my dancing. I mean, I've taken like a ton of dance classes. I've done tap and jazz and contemporary musical theater. So I've 
I kind of know a little bit about almost each kind of dance. I've done I've done a lot of dance, but I'm just not that's not my main thing. You right. know, like I can I can kind of uh, if you teach me to dance, you know, I can kind of do it, but I can't say that's like my main skill. But you're a great singer too. Oh, you're thank singer, you. Yeah. So, Julia, I mean the role of Julia, let's talk about that. What an opportunity. You got the call on this. You're like, hmm, okay, let's try it. So you basically um, hooked up with Bettina, Bettina mm-hmm. Devon, and uh, worked on what, dialect and, and whatnot? Yep. Um, so for the original edition, it was November 2019, and I worked with Bettina on that edition. I think we we had a ton of sessions. I think we had, like, maybe five or, like, oh, wow. seven sessions. Uh, well, through all throughout the the journey we had like maybe 10 sessions first there were like a ton of sessions for the original edition because i was like okay i relate to this character so much this is a pixar this is a disney movie i i was so 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 determined i was like i have to get this i have to get this (laughs) that was like what i was thinking about when i was in my classes i'm like okay you know what i'm gonna get this one i have to get this you wanted this so determined you wanted this so bad Oh yeah, I went, this crazy. <laughs> you even went to your neighborhood Italian restaurant and did some more research in the West Portal area of San Francisco. I did, yeah. That was after um, after I got the part. I went to celebrate on that same day. <laughs> Where all this stuff happened, I went to the um, local Italian restaurant when I lived in San Francisco, and there there was a waiter he spoke with such an italian accent i think he he came from italy only like a year ago so he was really native italian he spoke very well and so i heard i was like okay can you maybe teach me some italian i didn't tell him that like i I, um i it was for a movie like you said i would have to kill you (laughs) (laughs) You so i couldn't tell him that but um yeah, so we, we had a couple, like, Zoom sessions with him, and he was just teaching me the basics, like, you know, my name and stuff, uh, like, how to say your name, what the weather's like, where you live, just, like, some of the basics in Italian, and that definitely helped me with the flow of the language, and then what's even crazier is that that waiter that I met, he he, he knew an actual Italian language coach, and so I, then I had some Zoom sessions with her, too. Wow. So, uh, yeah, and so I got a little more familiarized with the language. I mean, I can't really, like, speak it very well, but um, I at least, while I was recording, I understood the melody and the flow and kind of what the vibe was. Um, So they both helped me a lot, and then Bettina, too. That was what I did to kind of prepare for the role and to help me study for it. And I also... I was reading the menu of that restaurant because I feel like that really helps with Italian pronunciation, especially because the menu was basically almost all in Italian. So I would say, zuppa, insalate, all the Italian nice. words with all the food. <laughs> and, and you got an English accent as well you, you, you're able to do too. Taylor, um, great English, great accent and earwig as well. Yeah, you have an awesome British accent. Yeah. I was like, wait, is that Taylor? Really? That was the British accent. It was so good. And her <laughs> challenge, and again, it's just a conversation. This is the bunny trail we go off on. That was a Japanese animated feature. So you're dubbing it in English yeah. plus having to match up. How did you yeah. do it? Taylor, my yeah. gosh. Well, it was like a lot of just like voiceover magic. The audio actors <laughs> that I worked with were like so amazing um they would like I would say a line and then if it didn't like 
match, they were able to sync it up, which is like crazy. Yeah. And it always just looked so good. And I, I also had a dialect coach to help me um, with, because it was, I believe, one of like the regional British accents. And so she would help me with that and like timing of how they say things. Fun fact, she's neighbors with Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman. Oh, wow. Yeah. So. <laughs> wow. I know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, it was challenging, but it, it ended up really, really very nicely. And for you, Emma, both your parents are from Russia. Immigrated yes, here. So again, Russian accent, Italian accent. Uh, well, two very different languages, but you're saying that the Russian pronunciation helped you to learn uh, Italian. I definitely think so. I mean, overall, just being um, be, being bilingual definitely helps me pick up like accents and uh, different dialects. Like sometimes I would have, I once had an addition in like a German accent and that I, I, I feel like it helps me pick up dialects definitely being bilingual speaking russian and definitely with the rolling the r because in russian there's a like all the time and that's the same in italian and so i think with that definitely helped me so you recorded on an iphone and again iphones are amazing but sometimes people want to hear more so you went to uh animation heaven which is uh pixar in emeryville tell me about that yeah so um when i got the edition i didn't have any because you didn't have to work from home at that time. It was only 2019, and so I didn't have any uh, voiceover equipment. Um, so I just got in some echoey room the um, on my mom's iPhone, whatever app comes standard with the phone, little voice memos or something. Yeah. And Yeah, and I recorded it. I sent it into the agent, and she told me that Pixar really likes my voice they think i could do good but they wanted to hear a better quality edition because you know it was not very good quality at all um and so i went in to the stars headquarters so the agency recording studio i worked with their sound engineer uh and so with the all the all the good microphone the soundproof um i forgot what they're called but like the things you stick on the wall for it to be foam the foam yeah <laughs> so it was like a professional recording setup that was really fun um, that I got to go there and do the audition. And then once we sent that into Pixar, they had me in for a in-person callback at the Pixar headquarters. And that was my first time going. It was so magical. You, there is a security guard at the gates. There was the Pixar, like, um, big entrance way. It's like walking into or driving into, like, heaven. It was so cool. So you're like, so you're like, you're, like the gates of heaven to me. So, so you're, like, you're like you're in your car and you're, you're like, you roll the window down and you say, Am I Berman? You go, oh, go on in. <laughs> yeah. You're on the list, it's yeah. It's so fun. It's like, hi, I'm Emma Berman. <laughs> and that's, that's probably how I sounded, too. How soon after that visit did you find out you got the part? I think, well, first we did Scratch after the callback. So after okay. I did the callback, I actually went into Pixar for a full day of work. It was wow. like six hours. I had I had lunch at the. Oh my god! First of all, their pizza incredible. Uh, really? Okay. I, there was there was well, a pizza planet. Feature. Yeah. I got to do work. I got to play games, and then we went. It was like a full day. We got to go. I, I then went to Pixar, the the uh, the recording place where we. Um, well, their Brooklyn building. It's fun. It's called like the Brooklyn building, and we went in to do just uh, recording after the day of uh, hanging out at Pixar. So that was really fun. Uh, I got a full day of work there and got a, I got to experience what it would be like to be there. 
Um, and then about like three weeks later after I did the scratch, they told me that I got the part. So um, wow. Enrico and Andrea invited me onto a Zoom call. My mom was like, guess what? Enrico and Andrea want to talk to you. She already knew. I was like, oh my God, what would they want to <laughs> talk to me about? That's exciting. I was like, what if they're going to give me the part? No, that's crazy. That What? No, that can never happen. And <laughs> I was like mind blown when they gave me the part. I was like, I, my mom has a video of it. Like my my hands were literally flapping like a, like a chicken. I was like, <laughs> I was literally flapping my wings. It was so funny. I was I was so nervous. I didn't know what to do with myself. <laughs> Taylor, were your arms flapping too when you got your your gig? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I did the audition. My audition process very different from yours. I um got the audition from my agent and. I did it, um, and then I sent it off. Three weeks later, they told me I had the part. So I only had to do one audition, which very easy. And then the next day after, so they told me I got the audition or the part. And then the next day, I had to be in New York at wow. the recording studio. And it, those are great when that happens and you, when you get it right away because some people do, and you know this as well, Taylor. A lot of a lot of auditions. There are a lot of no's, a lot of yeses. You'll go into a room and you're like, okay, and you're like, okay, thank you. And you're like, that's it. You know, and you get in your car and you're like, hmm. And you learn how to personalize it, obviously. But there are, I mean, I've talked to guests before that were like, flew out to LA from the East Coast to audition, to the audition for like 30 seconds and they're done. They're about to board the plane to go home and the phone rings. Congratulations, you got the part. So, you know, um, it, it, it does happen. And um, voiceover, especially uh, right now, is on fire. What's really cool uh, and a, a blessing uh, for you guys, Taylor and Emma, is during the pandemic, the voiceover thing did not stop. It just kept going. Yeah, exactly. They, 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 they just worked. And you, Emma, you had not met the other actors at all. I had not. No, I only met them. We were doing um, a BuzzFeed interview. We were doing like a press day. So I got to meet them on Zoom, but I ne I, get, I didn't get to record them. Can you imagine like being on a Zoom call with those like so a, a yeah. celebs? <laughs> that was so crazy for me. Um, so I only got to meet them on Zoom, but I did get to meet Marco Baricelli at the premiere, uh. who voices uh, Massimo. Julia. Okay. And you know, back in the day, this was all done on tape so you wonder how they did it i mean that's it's crazy because you look at all the editing and the matching and stuff and of course i guess back then they were all in the same room but this one very very different you uh, basically went from an iphone to a uh, a, a full-blown studio in your house yeah so yeah. <laughs> now i uh, well for the recording pixar sent me um pixar sent me some equipment um like the recording device the zoom device the microphone and stuff but i have my own personal setup of my equipment that I'm actually using for um, a new project that ah, I can't share about much you, you yet. You'd have, to, you'd have to kill me, I know. Yeah, yeah so, so I'm, I'm using my at-home recording studio setup for that. I think that's a new, it's a Newman, right? The mic? It's a TLM Neumann 103 microphone. Nice. I had to memorize that. <laughs> nice. And um, so you guys got the, the new studio there in El Dorado Hills because you were back <laughs> in San Francisco then. Yes, yeah. we moved like halfway through the process. I had, um, well, in the San Francisco home, you could literally hear like a phone conversation someone was having on the street. Oh, yeah. Or you could hear your neighbors talking in the next house and all the dogs barking and all the cars passing, everything. That's... There was, you literally couldn't hear. You could hear absolutely everything. And so 
Um, I know lots of people like Jeff Doom Gray's recorded in his closet, in his like mom's closet, but I couldn't do that because you could hear everything. That's the city. Uh, That's San Francisco. Yeah. 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 I, <laughs> exactly. I, so I, we actually had to build like a recording studio. And now that we moved to this house, you can't hear anything. No. So now I just have a random recording studio. And then I moved my actual equipment into a closet. So now in the guest bedroom, there was just this big soundproof block. Yeah. And you do, you, again, um, I, I'm in Santa Clarita, which is north of Los Angeles. It's still LA, still LA County, but very, very quiet here. But yeah, you go into the Valley or Hollywood or LA, it is noisy. And San Francisco as well. I spent a few years on High Street and the cable car is going by. Ding, 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 ding. Oh. Can you imagine, you know, <laughs> you know, there's no cable cars in Puerto Rosa. You know, you can't do that. So, but um, you could totally record in Puerto Rosa. All you would be hearing is the, the children playing soccer on the, um, and then people swimming in the ocean and some grandmas eating gelato. <laughs> Let's go ahead and uh, stop down just one second, guys. This is Conversations Radio, episode 103. And our guest is the lovely Emma Berman. She plays Julia in Luca, which is on Disney Plus, coming to DVD and Blu ray soon next month. And our co host from Earwig and the Witch, the lovely Taylor Page Henderson. And uh, Emma and I are both in California. Miles and miles away from each other, but uh, yeah. we're both uh, going through the heat thing. It's been very, very hot. When when you're in the moment, recording a character like that, what is that vibe like? What is I mean, are you able to visualize what it's going to turn out to be, or are you just basically reading at that point? Um. Well, at the callback, they actually showed me like a board of um, some of the characters. So I saw a photo of Julia and Machiavelli and Massimo, and I got to see um, some like block design of Porto Rosso. So that was really cool. So I could kind of visualize a little bit of what was happening, what the character might have looked like. Um, and so, I mean, my I didn't change like how I sounded. I think my my I didn't change like how I decided that character would sound. I was just talking my regular voice. But it definitely helped to kind of visualize what was going on and just imagining the beautiful um, background noise in Italy and and seeing those sea monsters. So I, I definitely helped that I did get to visualize it a little. But um, Enrico was just like reading the lines uh, before me. And so that was kind of uh, me talking to another character. And then I also had the image and the idea of what it would look like. So that definitely helped it come together a lot. And this story is very personal to him as well yeah. so, so there's some pressure <laughs> yeah. you know, definitely you, know, you don't want to mess yeah. it up but uh you did it how long was the total process to record um well it was march 2020 to december 2020 i i remember i once told someone that they're like you had a recording session every day i was like huh? wow. no it was march 2020 to december 2020 it was like maybe one two or three sessions a month wow. but they were all pretty long they were like maybe three four hours at most maybe like five and Taylor, for Eric, how long? It took about two weeks because um, it, well, it took about two and a half. And because our sessions were eight and a half hours every single day. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's, uh, that's crazy. A lot of uh, th- th- uh, throat coat and tea and... All that stuff. What is yeah? What is your ritual, Emma, for keeping your voice in check? Uh, I definitely drink a lot of tea. I mean, like I I drink tea all the time. (laughs) I'm obsessed with tea, but 
I would definitely always have a cup of some warm tea, and I, I would go to the Italian restaurant. Wow. It, uh, it all came together for you, and again, it is out. What is your favorite scene you, uh, you voiced for them? You think? Honestly, there are such fun Julia scenes. I mean, there are some like lines that are just hilarious, and then there are some scenes that are so heartfelt, heartwarming. But I think that one of my favorite scenes is when Luca and Julia are um, looking through the telescope, and she's yeah. teaching him about astronomy. And then we kind of transfer into her uh, bedroom, and where she gives Luca the El Universo book. That's just like. I think that's the part that got me in the most here. It wasn't even like Luca leaving the train at the end. It was Julia giving Luca the book. I thought that was just the sweetest thing ever. I was crying like the whole movie. Yeah. There's so many <laughs> phenomenal moments and messages in this. And you talked yeah. often about don't judge a book by its cover. You know, don't judge. And even Julia liked the scene at the beach where Alberto and Luca just had the fight. And you're like, what's going on here? And then next thing you know, it's like, oh my goodness, Alberto's a sea monster. Sea and you were yeah. you weren't even phased. You were you were totally just like, okay, you know, I'm I'm it's, I'm not I'm not bothered by this. I'm not upset. You didn't uh, judge yeah. or anything. Even at the end, um, Julia's father, who again, a huge guy, pretty intimidating, but his his heart is bigger. At the end, he's basically I know who these I know who they are. They're Luca and Alberto, and I just lost yeah. it at that point. You know. Oh, yeah. I, w I, I think I was just, like, bawling ever since Julia gave Luca the book. At, from that point on, I don't think there was a sentence where I was not crying. <laughs> and the train scene at the end. Oh, my, oh God. my goodness. Could that be any more emotional? I mean... I know, right? It, ugh, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking sequel. I'm thinking sequel. I gotta that would tell be you. so fun. Yeah. I hope, but I I hope they would make it soon though, because yeah. I my voice would be our voices would be so different because it's so risky with the the three main characters being kids that our voices could change right right now. Yeah, but it, again, wonderful. We're talking about Luca, of course. Pixar's Luca, Emma, the voice of Julia, the pride of Puerto Rosa, and uh, that movie now is out on Disney Plus. Yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal job on this. Just amazing, Taylor. I know you've got some. I know you've got some questions, Taylor. Oh, yes. So we kind of answered this earlier, so I'll just say it. You don't need to answer it. The <laughs> Italian stuff, like how did you learn how to do that? And so, you know, like in the booth and stuff, how many takes did it take you to get like an Italian line? Like when you're speaking Italian, like how long did that take you? Well, there were some lines. If it's just like a word, it was maybe one, two or three. Um if it was, especially if it was a simpler word, like mama or something, you know, that would be like one or two takes. But I remember there was this one paragraph that actually didn't make it into the, the movie, but it was a full, it was all Italian. It was like a paragraph of Italian. And that, um, I actually had it for the callback. And I was listening, because uh, Enrico had recorded it so that like people understood what to say, you know, because he, he speaks Italian. So um, I listened to that like, a bajillion times so I, I was practicing all the time I was going around my house and like telling it to my mom or like to my cat <laughs> uh, but I think for the Italian lines for the more challenging ones it would be like five or seven maybe or like if you had notes um it would be more but if if I did it like perfectly on the first try then it would maybe only be one two or three I mean, it, it really varied on the size and the, the how challenging it is you know I mean this one here 
I mean, hey, uh, Spulia? Julia. <laughs> My name is Julia. I mean, she couldn't get a word in edgewise. You were like, doors open, and you were like, and it, was, it, just it was really fast. <laughs> like, I remember I was stumbling a lot on that line, or like, if I, you know, because it's so fast and you have to do it in one take, it's like if you mess up one word, you have to do the whole thing again, or if it's if it's too slow, or like you kind of stumbled or stuttered. So that, that was definitely uh, one of the harder lines, but it was still so fun. What were you saying in, in English? What was the translation? Do you know? Um, well, do is soyole, so soyole is money. Okay. Um, and then, well, perfecto, ciao, perfect, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor, are you speaking other languages besides English, Taylor? No, I, I mean, no, no. Yeah. British accent doesn't count because <laughs> it's still English. It yeah. Yeah. And again, Luca will be translated into other languages as well, I believe. Is that right? I, yeah, I think, I, I don't know if it already is. I think it, it already is in uh, most languages. I know there was a premiere in Russia. I thought that was so fun. Wow. Uh, seeing, like, it's so fun to see who voices your character all around the world. Yeah. That's really cool. Let me back up just a bit here. You uh, are on record. I do my, I do my homework. You're on record <laughs> as, as saying that you think that um, musical theater is a, or theater in general is a good prerequisite for voiceover, right? 100% definitely. Um, I, I think they are similar in the sense that in theater, as both of you know, it's like you have to be so big. Right. You have to be so big because you have to be visible. I remember one director said you have to be visible to a blind woman in the back of the house. Like that's how <laughs> big you have to be. Um, and you, your like facial expressions have to be ginormous and you have to have lots of strong physicality in your body language has to be really, really strong. And that's definitely the same in voiceover because they can't see your face. They only hear your voice, but they see the character's face. And so everything that you're doing with your body and your voice with your body and, and, and everything has to like come through your voice so that you can hear it um, in the line. I definitely think that in that sense, musical theater has definitely helped me be in voiceover because you cannot be shy like at all. I think it's definitely harder going from, um, a film background for like on camera movies and stuff, because like even the slightest thing on camera, it's visible. Like if you right. raise your eyebrow, the tiniest bit, you know, it can mean so much. It can be so much, but for voiceover that, that really won't cut it or for musical theater. So I definitely think that going from musical theater to voiceover has definitely helped me. You're, you're very animated when you, when you do your voiceover as well. You're, you move your hands yeah. a lot and you really I feel talk it. too. I yeah, do. you I do. Yeah. So and that's kind of an Italian thing as well. So, you yeah. know, not to uh, stereotype, but uh, it is again, uh, musical theater, a big thing for you. Um, you got a chance to record everlasting. Uh, tell me about that session. That was done oh, by was JB. So we did maybe like four takes of the song and they like put it together. It was so fun going into this. Like it looked like a professional recording studio. No, I'm not, I'm not like for music, you know, I had like all the dial, right. the, the things that uh, there were chords everywhere. And I, it <laughs> kind of looks like that in uh, voiceover too, but it was so fun to see it. There was like, um, they recorded a track for the song. I got to be with the microphone. They were recording from like all separate angles. It was definitely really fun and unique experience that I never done um, something like that before, even though it was kind of similar to voiceover in the sense that there was the microphone and there was like people behind the behind the booth, behind the glass, uh, controlling all the knobs and stuff. But it was really fun that I got to sing. Well, it sounds amazing. Let's go ahead and, uh, and cue it up here. It's Everlasting from uh, Tech Everlasting, and it's got a intro.
This song resonates with me because it talks about the importance of choices and how the decisions we make can shape our destiny. I can relate to the girl in this story, Winnie Foster, who is the same age as myself, but is faced with a very difficult choice. And it's interesting for me to explore what she might be feeling as she is reflecting on her character in the song and experiences a sense of wonder mixed with fear and excitement. It's fascinating to try and discover what it might feel like to be faced with such a difficult choice. And in a way, the song allows me to reflect on the decisions that I've made in my life. There are two ways home, down one long road, one clear path to two conclusions. Does the story end or never end? Does the secret fade or is it everlasting? I could return to my mother like nothing has happened. Emma Berman, outstanding. <laughs> uh, your vo- your vocal so range. Are you a? Are, I want to say soprano, alto. Um, that's a soprano. Yeah. I think you. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you so much. Was it's that- so funny to to hear my voice and, and listen to that because I feel like I sound so different. I feel like my voice got much deeper, and also I had a wiggle. I had a tooth missing. <laughs> oh no! Why? Wow. I, I think I had a tooth missing there. It was so funny. But actually, what's really funny is that. Right next to that tooth, my tooth is wiggly right now. I have a wiggly Uh-oh. tooth right now. <laughs> Taylor, you got all your teeth? Yes, I do. Okay, good. All right, good. <laughs> I still have so many more baby teeth to go. <laughs> you're, you're, you're. Uh, living the dream in, uh, in in Northern California there in El Dorado Hills. And, uh, again, still an hour away from San Francisco. So you're, you're still in the mix there. Uh, more musical theater, you think, for you? I hope. I, I really want to um... – I really want to get into theater. I know um, they're opening back more up in the fall, 
I think the at least Broadway I think is opening in the fall. I really do want to uh, do much more theater. Like um, uh, now that I live close to Sacramento, I want to do Broadway Sacramento, which I was so excited to hear that you were going to be Annie. Yeah, <laughs> that was so exciting. I, I really wanted to come and watch it, but um, I definitely want to do a Broadway Sacramento. And uh, yeah, I mean there's a lot of theater in Southern California as well, so definitely. you never know where it's going to take you. And again, the, the voiceover thing in the wings. Um, Taylor, uh, for you as well, um, certainly more musical theater in your future. Yes, yes, for sure. Yeah. I always kind of say it's kind of like a drug. It's a good drug, but it's like it's like it's like once you do it, it's like you're hooked. Oh yeah, the, musical theater kid for life. <laughs> the thing with yeah. it, the the upside is it's wonderful. The, the downside, not really the downside, is the commitment. I mean, you're looking at months and months and months. You know. Yeah. Even local theater here locally where I'm at, I mean, it's the audition. And then it's about four months of rehearsals. And then it's about <laughs> another two months of performances. It's a, it's a lot. So you got to be prepared to uh, to commit to it. But uh, certainly the, the payoff is phenomenal and the warmth and you really, oh, totally. you really enjoy it. I think it's such a great place. Like that's basically like how I grew up is through theater. You know, I, I think it's so good because you get to meet so many friends and you learn about responsibilities too. Uh, because, well, for example, for me, like, so, you know, sometimes um, rehearsals or shows, they would be until like 11 o'clock at night and you would sure. only go to bed at like 1 p.m., you know? Sure. And so lots of times I remember um, almost every single show I did, like during my lunch break, I was doing all my homework. <laughs> it's like learning responsibility and things like that. I think musical theater is like such a great way to to build character, you know. Do you want to do film and TV as well? Definitely. I, right. I definitely do. I want to I want to explore all the parts of acting. I'm taking Nickelodeon for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it, that'd be fun. Disney, Nickelodeon, yeah. and then I also want to be in like more like drama stuff, you sure. know? I think I I just want to be an actor. I just well, want to act. I don't know. I think Julia's pretty dramatic. But for the most part, she is pretty dramatic, um, yeah, but then she also has her fun and goofy moments, and then sometimes, I love that there was a range in her character, totally, I mean, she's such a genuine, real character, you know, it is, sometimes she's goofy and she's laughing, and then other times she's crying and she's sad, and and the, it's about sacrifices, too, and it just is such an incredible film, and I love that she uh, has such a strong uh, character and that she uh, goes through many changes. So again, you're, you're doing voiceovers, and of course, I worked in radio for a number of years, so for me, it's all about the hair. You know, you've got no face in radio. Um, are you getting spotted at all when you're out and about? Does that happen at all? Because you've got a lot of um, PR lately. Are, are <laughs> uh, I have or? not been spotted, okay. like, on the streets or yeah. anything. But there are some people, like, my friends are like, hey, my friend really wants to meet you. Can we, like, FaceTime and stuff? It's, it's, so, it's always so fun, um, like, seeing those text messages. It's like, oh, it's so sweet. It's <laughs> awesome. Well, you know what? The sky's the limit. You're now part of the uh, the Disney Pixar family. Uh, the let that, in let the that sky sink in. I mean, I mean, you know, 50 years from now, you know, there'll be there'll be like a a Disney Pixar festival, and you'll be a your film will be in there, and other films you've done for them as well, of course. Um, yeah, we're hoping, and um, yeah, it's it's a great family with a lot of perks. Uh, Disneyland, yes, coming soon. I, I went to Disneyland right uh, the day after the premiere. I got to go to Disneyland. That was I haven't I hadn't been in like five years. Yeah. I I think I actually the last time I went I was five, so like seven years. <laughs> I hadn't gone to Disneyland in forever, and I went. I wanted to go on like all the rides. I I went on the 
Guardians of the Galaxy, the Tower of Terror ride. <laughs> and I learned that I am not a roller coaster person yeah. after that one. <laughs> <laughs> but Big Thunder, Big Thunder Mountain was good. Big Thunder Mountain. I, I think it was them. close. I don't know if I got to go on that one, but uh, they're, they're really fun. I wanted to go on Jungle Cruise, but it was closed. Uh. Um, I got to go on the Incredicoaster. Definitely not a fan of roller coasters. I've learned after Disneyland. Nope, not for me. <laughs> Taylor, ro- roller coasters or no? Oh, yes. I love roller coasters. <laughs> yeah. So we'll I, to- we went, I went with my friends. I, I took my friends to the premiere and um, we went to Disneyland. They were like, let's go on all the big rides. And I made them go on the, the four-year-old Alice in Wonderland with me. I, the, Alice in, the Alice in Wonderland ride was literally my favorite one. They're like, why are we on this baby ride? I'm like, stop. It's enjoyable. <laughs> I love it. So, so I guess uh, Six Flags would probably be out of your realm if you don't like roller coasters. Might be. Yeah, I I like smaller rides. The oldest, the oldest coaster there at Six Flags is the uh, the Gold Rush. It was the first roller coaster in Southern California, and it's so old and it's it's just so old, you know. But again, it's it's still running, and that's a thrill park. But Disneyland, I mean, you're you're living the movies, you're living the stories. Oh, totally! It's so fun and. I think my favorite ride was the uh, Indiana Jones one. We, 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 you sit in the car and then it like takes you on loop de loops. It was so fun. That's like the biggest roller coaster that I can handle. <laughs> I like the tiki, the tiki room. That's my speed. I go there. Oh yeah, <laughs> that one seemed fun. There wasn't there wasn't a show on when we went, but I really wanted to go. Well, I'm glad you had a chance to do this to do everything. I mean, your musical theater yeah. has brought you to this point right now, and what's exciting is to see what you're going to do next. And uh, yeah. I'm so glad that we had a chance to bring you on with no list of questions where we could just chat. Yeah, I love this post-production conversation. Chat, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. And uh, Taylor has been on before as well. And uh, I think, Taylor, you were the perfect choice for the co-host. Stellar yeah. job. Again, you guys know each other, so it's not goodbye. It's, uh, yes, we've it's, been we'll Instagram friends, I think, like, yeah. since I got on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> and... And Taylor, you know, you're in LA a lot as well, so who knows? You guys might hook up or just, you know, get yeah. get tea or something. I don't know, you know <laughs> or boba. <laughs> oh, I love boba. Yeah. yeah. How can they follow you on uh, social media, Emma? Well, I have Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Emma J Berman for Instagram for Twitter. I think it's also Emma J Berman. Well, I'm sure if you look up Emma I think, Berman, I think, I think it'll come up. I, I think there's a hyphen I, in there, yeah. I made them like such a long time ago, I, I don't think I even remember them. <laughs> yeah, Enrico, by the way, Enrico was like crazy on Twitter yesterday. He was like retweeting all the stuff about tonight's show and about, about, the, about the movie and whatnot. And he's really committed to... Uh, well, yeah, he's always on Twitter. It's, yeah. it's like, he's so dedicated. He posts like every hour or something. <laughs> so I find that you got a website as well, emmaberman.com? Yes, well. I, I have a website too. I'm a Berman, yeah. I'm a jberman.com. And uh, we're, we're waiting to see your IMDb start to grow and grow and grow. That yes, I can't wait too. <laughs> so very cool. And Taylor as well, you are back for your second time. Uh, remind folks yes. how they can follow you online. Um, on Instagram, I'm at Taylor Page Henderson. On Twitter, I'm at Miss Taylor Page. On Facebook, I believe I'm Taylor Page Henderson. And I have a website, uh, taylorpagehenderson.com. And I also have an IMBD. Go, cool. you're set. Emma, yeah. Emma, you will come back on again, right? I would love to. That All was right. so fun. I had such a good time. Yeah, glad yeah. to have you here. Emma Berman and Taylor Page Henderson, I thank you. Thank, thank you. Don't forget, folks, <laughs> check out Luca. 
streaming now on Disney Plus, coming to uh, Blu-ray, I think August 3rd, August 2nd, something like that. Yes, I think so. Very, very early August. Look for it. And uh, be <laughs> sure to check it out. This is a must-see for all ages. A wonderful, a wonderful film. Thank you Thank guys you. so much. That's a wrap, folks. Uh, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram at Conversations Radio. This is Conversations Radio. So long. Mm-hmm.